Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Um, this ain't really my era because I was just shot out of my daddy's chocolate cock and into my mother's beige uterus, nigga. Dude, I was all about the 70s. I I wish I could have been. I've said it many times on the podcast. I think it's one of the coolest eras ever. But I was too late because I was born in 65 and I so I caught. I was 15 when the 70s ended, so it wasn't. Right. I wasn't able to get. I was just starting high school, right at the very end. So I didn't get anything. I didn't get the set, but I got the movies. I did yeah, get see, the movies. And you know what's crazy? When I watched the CNN thing, this is how fucking. And I claim to be a movie fan, and I'm questioning my fandom because I went, nigga, if you was really a movie fan, there's certain movies you just see, especially because these iconic actors are in them. And I know you probably going to look at me with a little bit of shame because a lot of these movies, I heard of them, but I didn't see them because I was too fucking young. And the ones I did see, I saw because my dad would watch them and we grew up with one TV in the house. So I was forced to. Um, so forgive my youthful ignorance, uh, but I got homework to do. And I'm pretty sure... These are good fucking movies. Well, we started with Staying Alive on the intro. Yeah. Did you see that? No. How did you not see no. John Travolta in all of his John Travolta-ness? No. And I know that's when John... Well, John had two cinematic lives. One in the 70s. Then he fell off for a while. And then came Look Who's Talking, those fucking kid baby movies. That's 90s. And that put him back on. Yeah. So he kind of fell off in the 80s. Hot in the 70s. Was a drought in the '80s, came back strong in the '90s, Dude, and now he's back in drought. I wouldn't say that he had; a, he just disappeared. He just he motherfucker. Was, you don't disappear sometimes. Very rare do you disappear willingly. In show business, niggas disappear because Hollywood goes, "You're done." Yeah, I guess I don't know enough about this business. Maybe I don't want to know about it. All right, so I'm just going to run some movies by you, and you're going to tell me if you've seen them, and if okay. you haven't, you have homework. Well, let me ask you before you do that. You clearly saw it, Stand Alive. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. A lot of quotables? Ah, man, I don't know if it's quotable. From the clip they showed when the mom slaps his head, hey, watch the hair. Just don't touch the the hair. hair. There was this, the the, the scene that I remember, and I'll never forget it, is uh, 
there's a scene where <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you the, the whole part because I don't I'm not good with quotes. You know, I don't have that yeah. kind of memory. But here's here's how it works. Uh, they came to John Travolta because he's the he's the leader. Yeah. You know, he's the leader of this little crew of, of these guys. It's like four guys. And they, uh, as, is the crew are they known disco dancers or is it just no? Him? He just him. He's the dancer. Uh-huh. He's the one that they're and he's like the hero of the group. And then there's the weakling and then there's the two other guys. Uh, but one of them comes running in. I forget their names. I don't remember the names. But he's like, hey, so and so has been in the car and he's fucking this girl. And basically, that he's fucking her too long. Right. And that the other dude like me. The other dude needs to get into the car because he wants to fuck this other girl. They both fucking the same bitch. No, this is a different girl. Oh. So then he comes banging on. Uh, so John comes. What, what are you doing? And so he gets out of the car. So the guy's walking away. He goes, "Hey, well, what was your name again?" After he was fucking the girl yeah. too long. Just things like it was just like this disco free sex kind of <sighs> air. And uh, the, that movie. There's a scene that takes place. Uh, these are the stupid things that I remember. It takes place at White Castle, and I always wanted to know what White Castle is because I grew up on the West Coast, right. and I didn't know what a White Castle was. Right. But these, they're 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 barking at each other. They're doing this thing. The fries are flying out of their mouth. It's right. it's a it's a very it's a movie about the guys that are bridge and tunnel guys, right? You know that want to and, and and the only one that they see really has this opportunity is John Travolta. Bridge and tunnel meaning they're they're coming from Jersey. They're oh, coming okay, from uh, anywhere. Staten Island or something. Like yeah, Long Island? yeah, anywhere, right. anywhere besides Manhattan. They all right. And John wants to go to Manhattan. Okay, so Brooklyn, Queens, shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I never. I, fuck. So I gotta see that movie. No, and it's a good movie. And so then there's there's little gang wars and not and, and more like not. Real like some gangs, but not really gangs. Like they were, they were like little crews, little groups right. of people, and yeah, so that 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 that's what I, I I can't explain the whole movie because they involved the dancing. This is where uh, God, I wish I could remember his name now. And he got famous because he was the one who showed John Travolta disco dancing, and it's a right. white dude. That's the other thing that's funny about this thing. The white guy showed him disco dancing. The white guy, and he's the no, he's the dude. No, he is. I bet you, if you dig back far enough, he stole it from some Negroes. He, he's, but he's the legendary choreographer, dance trainer. Yeah. That, that did all these niggas he, invented he, all that shit? D- niggas d- invented all of it, homie. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Saturday night fever was really nigger night Tuesdays. Well. And this is this is about like this is this is what this is why at growing up where the way that I did where I did I didn't understand this rate how why racism was the way it was because I didn't see it as a black disco as a black music because the way that it was introduced to me right was a bunch was John Travolta right and you saw the Bee Gees right so when they started burning those records mm-hmm. uh, and they said this was a racial racially motivated. It didn't make any sense to me because I'm, the, I saw white faces with the music. Right. Even though, obviously, I, I heard uh, on the radio, because it wasn't music video, there's no MTV. Listen, anybody listen to this who's not of our age, uh, there was a time when there was no MTV. You didn't get a video with the right. music. You just heard the music. So I knew there were, that this was black people were making this music as well as white people, but I didn't know that it was considered black music. Motherfuckers that hated on disco and rebelled against disco were the kids who weren't cool enough to get in. I guess, but even even because uh, it was all punk rock and and rage and. But you could be, you could be part of both. You didn't have to be. Yeah, but punk rock ain't cool. It's not cool. I love punk rock. N- no. Yeah. Hardcore. 
I'm not. I'm not. You gonna, can't dance to punk rock. You rage. Yeah. You I, flip shit over. I, you I, break shit. You destroy shit. I'm not going to. That's jump not in a, cool. I'm ju- not jumping in a mosh pit. But I like punk rock music. There's a lot of punk what's rock a, music. Give me a, what's give me an example of punk rock. Who? Like Billy Idol. That that wasn't even punk rock. That was just '80s. That was new wave. But what punk rock is it? Like I don't want to say heavy like sex, metal. Se- no, Sex Pistols. I gotta listen to something that's punk rock. Sex Pistols is the easiest one for me. But to But you give can't you dance to it. They danced to it, but it was like white people dancing. It was very, nah. yeah, it was 116. How you say that? 116, 25. <laughs> right, right, right. It was all over the place, and they're just, whoa. But But disco had a disco had Disco a was dancing. Disco yes, was that's dancing. what I'm saying. Yeah. No, there's definitely a difference. Yeah. Uh, but I thought like the song, and I'm trying to remember the DJ, but Disco Duck right. was like the beginning, I guess, of the end where like everybody... I, and I was a little kid, so I thought Disco Duck was a funny song. I thought it was right, a great song. Right. So anyway, but that was the movie that I guess introduced Disco to uh, white families in the Man. Midwest. You know what movie they showed that I have not seen that I would like to see? Because he's such an acting beast. Gene Hackman in The French Connection. Dude, that is one of the best movies you ever. Saw that? Yeah. God damn it. Jack Nicholson's in that movie. Is he? No, he's not. Sorry, I'm thinking Chinatown. Oh. Yeah, French Connection, he's not. No, that French Connection is the movie with the car chase. Uh, unbelievable movie. Steven Spielberg was talking about that car chase and how it was done in real time. But then somebody else was like, I loved Gene Hackman's anger, and I've never seen that kind of rage where I guess him and some other dude were playing cops, cleaning up the drugs in the streets, and they showed a clip of when Gene Hackman manhandled some nigga. And I love it because, and we really talked about this, but we got to watch black exploitation movies together because there was just a way back then that white people pronounced nigga with a flair. It was, a, it was like a passion, you know, it, it was, it was like Dave Chappelle said he went to certain parts in the South and it was a racism stewed to perfection. Mwah! Like white people wouldn't, nigga, like it, they just, those kind of movies, you know, you just don't. I, I, I gotta go revisit that, man. Uh, hey, blood. Yeah, what it is, blood? Switchblade, <laughs> nigga. Yeah, it's great, dude. Uh, I like those those movies. My dad watched all those black exploitation yeah. movies and and karate films and all. He was into all those genres, so right. I got to see everything. So I really, uh, I, I, my and my dad. Didn't always want me to watch the movies, but right. he 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 wanted someone to sit in the living room with him while right. he watched the movies because he didn't want to be by himself. See that, that I'm t- I'm telling you, dude. That's like again, we had one TV, and my dad watched these movies. And a lot of times, you know, a kid, you're like, oh man, but then somewhere in the movie, I I got interested. Yeah, um, wasn't all all the time, especially when he would watch black and white shit. And I can't even believe CNN they're doing the '60s. Movies, movies. Oh, that's gonna be. That, matter of fact, that airs tomorrow. That's gonna be interesting. They, and and because one of the movies they showed, I think all of them are gonna be damn near black and white. But was raising in the sun with Sidney Poitier. Poitier yeah. And I remember my dad kept that on rotation. And I was like, oh fuck. Um, in the seventies, my dad got uh, HBO because that's when Home Box Office came out. HBO, right? And uh, but we didn't have cable in Arizona, right? So what they they brought you was this uh, antenna, and it was like twenty feet high antenna, <laughs> and it goes straight up out of your house. And right. There was this like cylinder on the top of it, and right. that's what received the HBO and right. went into a box into your TV. And was the clarity still? The good? clarity was decent for the time, but right. it was just, but if big strong winds or anything like that right. came, it was, it was fucked up. But 
you know, and then they had a movie of the week every Monday or every some or every Saturday, Friday night. I think there was a movie of the week, and every Monday they had another. And he got it mainly because he wanted to watch Inside the NFL. But then there was all these movies, mm-hmm. and that's when I started to watch all these 70, right. 70s movies because we had it in probably now the box that came with it was it the thing where it would list HBO. Showtime, this, no, that, because, and you push the button? No, because this was just HBO. Really? Only. That's all we could get until we got cable. When we finally right. got cable, that was in the 80s when we finally got cable. Wow, God. So for for a few brief years, we had, uh, and this was towards the end of the 70s, right. we had this cable box. Right. Jesus, what a fucking time. So, uh, so I'm going to give you a few movies and All just right. just give me yes or no so that I can tell which ones I want to. Did you ever see Clockwork Orange? No, that's a punk rock. Movie. That's more of a punk rock style no. movie. Anyway, this French Connection you talked about, The Exorcist. You ever see The Exorcist? Yes. Okay. Take the cross out your pussy. The great Red Richard Pryor joke. Uh, and you know they said for that time it was groundbreaking because of the bed shaking. The head turning, yeah, and and uh, the pea soup. You think that movie still holds today? I don't because I saw a little bit of. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I never seen that movie. Right. I don't like devil movies. Really. I watch a scary movie, but not a devil movie. Not a devil movie. I have nothing. I, I like. Okay, and this is just me and the way I feel about everything. Right. I don't need to invite the devil into my house. You know that in, in Dracula they say the only way that Dracula can come in is if you you know he knocks at your door and you say come in. Right. Otherwise, he can't come in. He has to be invited into the house. Right. I feel that way about the devil. Do you watch Dracula movies? I watch Drac. I watch a Dracula movie. Okay. I watch the. I watch anything that isn't like specific. This was an exorcist. Like this woman was right. But and but I've since then since I've been older I've seen a little bit of it and it doesn't look scary to me at all. But I just don't like devil movies. Got you. I don't like anything with like the Ouija board where you're trying to talk right. to the devil. Any of that bullshit. Okay. Uh, Ironic that the devil wouldn't like devil movies. See? See how it works? Leroy Furious. <laughs> By devil. <laughs> how ironic the devil don't like devil movies. I'm Leroy Furious. It's a great name. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Jaws. I know you saw Jaws. Of course. Uh, that was iconic. And that movie, that movie changed the careers yes, of people. Yes, it was iconic. But I'm going to be honest, if you watch Jaws today, there's no way it does to you what it did then. Dude, I watched it the other day. No. It's still good. No. It's still good. It might good. be good. Ah. Dude, it's still good. I saw it. I was on TV. It didn't even have all the, the, the gore in it. And that's my first naked girl that I saw at the movies like that. Right. Swimming completely naked. And I'm just standing. And I did the same thing. I was watching, looking for Bush again. I was watching, it was on TV. I knew I wasn't going to see it, but I just like that, that scene. And she just like, pulls under the water, and you're like, they, Like when they showed the clip on CNN, they would show the audience reacting. You think they would react that way today? With the whole thing of not seeing it. That's the terror of not seeing it. Quentin Tarantino in uh, Reservoir Dogs, that was his whole point. Cut off that ear, you don't see it. <laughs> but that's different. That's a moment. This whole movie is predicated on this shark. But you see the shark eventually when the yeah. shark comes out of the water when he's throwing the chum in the water. Right. Uh, that 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 feels to me like because there had been nothing like Jaws. You're right up to that point. It was groundbreaking because if you really go back not too long, 
the scariest shit was the black and white belly Lugosi, yeah. Dracula and the Frankenstein and the, the swamp black and white yeah, swamp, swamp thing, thing and Wolfman and yeah. So it was like, and again, it's it's hard to fathom. And I guess you had to be in that time that that scared people. But okay, but think about this. Have you you seen all the shark movies since then? Yeah, none of them are as good as Jaws because they all seem like a copycat to me. Dude, when when they're in the water, Jaws Jaws took the copyright on sharks fucking you up. Okay, but you said you can't see it, so they're right. in the water, and they're the, it's the greatest scene when they're standing around and uh, Quinn shows starts showing a scar, and then uh, right. then uh, what's his name now Richard Dreyfus he mm-hmm. starts showing his scars, and they're having this great scene, and they're having and then. Richard Dreyfuss undoes his shirt, and he goes, see this, see this right here? Right. And there's nothing on his chest, and he goes, that's where so-and-so broke my heart in, in third grade. And they all start laughing. At the same time, the shark is coming, and they're just laughing. It's loud, and you see Quinn kind of look. But the right. shark is just ramming the, the boat, trying to break the boat, trying right. to break the boat down. And, uh, dude, that was a scary scene. It was scary because the, the shark was coming to eat them. Right. And the shark was in charge of the waters. Right. I don't know. I still, mm. I see the movie today. It's just that we've gotten darker in the movies that we've seen. And right. so it's hard for that to keep up with it because just that there was a scene where the leg is just, uh, the, the swimmer, his leg is just falling down the, into the water. I and think that it, would be scary today. I, okay. But I think obviously anything done the right way. Hold the test of time. I'll give you a 70s movie, horror movie that to this day, I think is scarier than a lot of modern horror movies. Halloween. Yeah. The very first Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Dude, that scene where, I don't know if it's her by herself or her and her girlfriend are walking home and you don't see nothing. Then you cut to the same street they were on and from a distance, Mike Myers is just standing by that bush no words, no music, just standing there. And then the music. Creepy as fuck. One of the scenes that scared me to this day, after he tries to attack her in the closet, and she pokes his eye out or pokes him in the eye with the fucking hanger. And at one point, she's leaning up against the wall or something crying, and he's supposed to be out. And in the background, he just rises up. Slowly, too, just just that... Doo-doo, doo-doo. And it's just a doo-doo, doo-doo. With that rise, the subtlety in that is scary, dude. There's a little ting, ting, ting. Yeah. And I still say, um, okay, go ahead, go ahead. I got to find something. I will give that movie its credit, but I give Jaws its credit, too. I still say that that movie makes you think twice about going into the water. Right. Um, I and, and to Steven Spielberg's credit, when they were making that movie, they didn't uh, uh, know that that shark was even going to work. It wasn't working. No, that, they said that was the nightmare, is that the, the shark constantly was not working. Right. So I want to ask you, and then I want the people who are listening to write in and tell me. If you had to vote for the scariest movie theme song of, 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 and I know, no, 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 fucking Friday the 13th was 70s. It started out 70s. Yeah. Of the 70s era, which would win 
between. So here they are, the Exorcist theme. This one I actually have on my phone as a as a as a something I listen to. Don't ask me why. Uh, Halloween, which I I can tell you right now, my vote for scariest one ever. The subtlety of it is crazy. I love when it comes in with the insane is that or is it Friday the 13th So of the three, what would you give it, Andy? Halloween was the one that got me in the very that beginning. One. Yeah, yeah. Halloween always because, but but when you even when you make a do you don't you use that noise on stage if you talk about something scary? That I did I, I did it a couple times. Not that I would actually play the Halloween thing. I don't do it at often at all. But I would I would use that if if I had an angry bitch in the crowd who wasn't laughing and had resting bitch face and her man was with her. And I would be like, dude, are you safe? Are you in a domestic situation? I might play that music over the mic to show him what a scary life he leads. Um, <laughs> and in that scene where Donald Pleasance comes in and shoots Mike Myers off the balcony and they cut to him laying out on the grass, then they cut back and he's gone. And that kicks in. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Man, That's Halloween, yeah. dude. Even the mask he wore. Like, you look at Freddy Krueger, burnt face, uh, leather face. That's supposed to scare you. And, you know, the mask was just a plain white pale face with dead eyes you couldn't see and hair. I think it's a William Shatner mask. Really? Yeah. Someone told me that. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. That it was a Halloween mask that they that but they they painted it all white, but it was William Shatner mask. Oh, okay. Well, it it worked. It worked. Um, but Jaws, you didn't think the Jaws that dunnan dunnan dunnan. It's iconic. It's iconic. It is. But I don't know. I just don't think it holds up to today. All right. Let's see. Uh, I'm just, I, first of all, I want to get to know the ones that you, that you see. In the, you see. I know you saw The Godfather. Yes. Okay. Did you see Deliverance with no. Burt Reynolds? No, the the squeal the the. Do you even know what's in this movie? Is it? A, it's not a war movie, is it? No, it's about these guys that are on a hike and they get captured by like hillbillies. I think I did see that, but I was so young, I'd have to revisit it, dude. That's a movie you have. It's to see. A lot of shit happens in the woods, right? right? All of it happens in the yeah, woods. Yeah, I did see it, but it was so long ago. Yeah, I got, I got, I got to resee it. That's the one where they. Uh, We'll talk about that one. I know you told me you did not see Dog Day Afternoon. Nope, didn't see Serpico. Iconic. I don't know how you. Okay, Alien though. You saw Alien. Yes, we talked about that. Okay, that had scary music in it too, though, but not. But doesn't hold up to the rest of those. Uh, Chinatown. I brought that one up. Have you seen that one? No. Uh, Taxi Driver. 
again, did because that was that's some shit my dad watched. But I gotta re I gotta reassociate myself. American Graffiti, dude. I tried to watch that for the first time because of the cast on the plane. It was too. I saw it on the plane again too. The film recently. quality was so horrible. Was I went. It? I can't do this, dude. You know, and that's a Steven Spielberg movie too. Is it really? Uh huh. That was Ron Howard was in there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And what's interesting to me that movie is the the before uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's right. that that fifties version mm-hmm. of Fast at Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I'll give you a seventies movie going back to him that I to this day I love to death. Grease. Was that the seventies? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good movie. What what captured me was the opening. I love the cartoon opening. Yeah. Oh fucking John Travolta! I'm t- Were you John, John was that fan? nigga in the seventies? Were you a John Travolta fan? I was because of that movie. You, you did you see Officer and a Gentleman? Officer and a Gentleman in the seventies? Yeah, wasn't that seventies or is that eighties? I never even heard of it. Did you Wait see? Wait a minute, Officer the Gentleman. That's uh, Richard Gere. Oh, sorry, that's and the wrong Lugasset. movie. I got the wrong movie. Yeah. That was seventies, though, right? Or is that eighties? I think mm, that's eighties. I think it's. I thought it was seventies. You see, American Gigolo. That was seventies. That's Richard I Gere. Didn't because that was that I part didn't. was originally offered to John Travolta, and he turned it down. Yeah. And do you know Richard Dreyfus in Jaws? That was offered to I think Alan Arkin. Really? And he didn't take it. No, it wasn't Alan Arkin. It was uh, fuck. I forget the dude's name. I'll, 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 I'll do better when we when we really right. get into this seventies thing. But uh, so so American Graffiti, you didn't you didn't watch that one? Annie Hall, of course not, nigga. Woody Allen, dude. Woody Allen's great, man. I, you know what? Just for you, I might watch one Woody Allen for if, if I had to watch one. What's the best one? I told you I like Sleeper a lot, but for you over Annie Hall, which is the the the, the big one. I don't think you're going to like Annie Hall. How about Manhattan? I like Manhattan. I uh, got to watch one about New York, being in New York. I, I, I could, they're all I, about New York because they're all filmed in New York. Right. But try Manhattan. I, I don't know if you like Annie Hall. I liked Annie Hall, but um, ah, that's, it, that's just an interesting movie. Uh, Serpico, man, that's the movie we have to get you to see. Out of all I the know. movies from the 70s, if I could pick one that I want you to see that I would like to talk about, Serpico is a great movie. Mike, how do you, you can't even claim to be an Al Pacino fan if you haven't seen. And that's when he had that real little voice. Yeah. Every, this was, this was, this, when did it change? I wonder what movie you could go to at this exact date where he goes, in this movie, he was no longer that voice guy. He became, I'm this guy. I'm trying to think of when it did happen, but dude, that movie, you got to see Serpico, and it captures New York, man. It is, it's a New York movie. He plays a cop, right? Plays a cop. He plays, and it's a true story, right? About a cop who didn't want to take money. Now he wasn't breaking the blue wall. He wasn't turning anybody in, but because he wasn't taking the money, right, it made all the other cops nervous. Um, this is when you couldn't walk through Central Park, right? This is when New York was New York, New York. still. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see that too. Um, Dude, we got to. Guys, if you're listening and you want, ask as you've seen these movies because Aries really, there's a hole in this thing right here. And there's some really good movies that Aries needs to see. So would tell me what your movies. You see, you saw Shaft. Come on, man. I got that on my list. Nigga, I have to see it. Nigga, 
black family. <clears throat> Leroy Furious. <laughs> Dude, but I own Shaft. I mean, I have Shaft on DVD. Now, you know they made more than one. No, I have the original. No, but you know they made yeah, more yeah, than yeah, one. Yeah, like, yeah. Shaft goes to Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah man, that, that was every black man's anthem, nigga. Every nigga wanted to be Shaft. You fuck all the bitches. Your leather game is on point. Niggas, everything is leather. Your fro is tight. You beating the fucking devil up. Leroy Furious beating the shit out of everything white. It don't matter. Woman, 80-year-old senior, and a freshly born white baby. As the baby is born and shoots out the vagina, Leroy Furious punches it back in the womb. Uh, and when the cops come to arrest him, he kicks their ass with their own nightsticks. And by his nightstick, I mean his big black Leroy Furious. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. Shaft, baby. That was. Uh, that was. That was again. My dad. Yeah. Wanted me to. Shaft. I think Shaft was so cool. Even white guys that didn't like black movies watch Shaft. Shaft. You had yeah. to. Yeah. Um. And that's an iconic song right there. Of course, nigga. The, the, the child who is the man. Shaft. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Um. You mentioned Superman. Yeah. <clears throat> That's on your list? Of course. Christopher Reeves? The, Aris- the, the, the Michael Keaton of Superman movies. No one replaces him. Henry Cavill, yes, his body was better. He was more the comic book Superman. Ripped, chiseled, six-pack, broad shoulders, pecs. But the face, fucking Christopher Reeves. Man. Yeah, but you know, Christopher Reeves was... Uh a soap opera actor, and he was really thin. Right. And they put him into the gym. They they wanted him for his face. Right. They, th- that's him big. And he don't even look that big. No, but that's him big at that time. Because really? he was so skinny. Right. Yeah, Superman. And, you know, that broke ground because, again, when you look at the technology, you know, from when it first started uh, to where it is now, to well, to where it is now is perfection. But uh, it looks cheesy now. But back then, oh, come on, man. It was good. Yeah. And as a kid, you know, that floored me. What did you think of uh, uh, Lois Lane? Margot Kidder was never hot. See, I didn't think she was hot either. Yeah, she was never hot. But you got to understand, that's 70s hot. 70s hot, you did not have to look I like was a alive movie star. Then. She didn't look like that person to me. Neither. Again, I said this before on the podcast, and this was 70s too. The first Star Wars. If they made that movie today, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher don't have those roles. They didn't want anybody famous. Okay, fine. But they don't look pretty. They look like ordinary people. And back in the 70s, I don't think Hollywood was predicated as much on looks. Okay, but Talent was more important. Mark Hamill wasn't horrible looking. No, but he wasn't. Dashingly handsome. No, but he, see, Mark Hamill. What happened to him is he got in a very bad car accident after Star after the New Hope, the first Star Wars. And How are you gonna get in a car accident if the Force is with him? Obviously, Yoda took a break. <laughs> and uh, car accident, you will be. Yeah, and, and it fucked him up, and that's why he. That's why he doesn't look as good in the up upcoming ones after that. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Star Wars. A new hope, but he was—he wasn't a good-looking, dashing. No, handsome. he for, ha- to be a lead. He had a—he looked like he sold soap. 
He had a young Chris. He like he sold used soap. No, clean. He had a clean look. He had a young, youthful, clean eh, but he, look. But a young, youthful, clean look today in today's Hollywood yeah. is damn near a brand new baby. It, it just <laughs> you, you, And Carrie Fisher, she was cute, but she wasn't like they would cast today. No, but she was the only one that had any like real connection to movies at that well Harrison Ford did but Right, but that's what I'm saying. Back in back in yeah, those days yeah, okay, talent was first. Yeah, okay. Now it's almost the opposite. Okay. But uh Margot Kidder, she was crazy in real life, so yeah. I think that's part of her right appeal. But she I didn't see her as that part. Like I wouldn't well, cast no, her I, as that part. No, I, I don't see her from her physically. But the character of Lois Lane was always a snazzy, snappy, kind of give you shit kind of reporter. You can't think of anybody else that could have played that role at that For time? For that time? I don't know. Mary Tyler Moore would have done a better. She was already cast, though. She would be typecast as. Right. But no, I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah. I don't you know. might be right. I, I, I just didn't understand that. I never understood right. it. But. I but Christopher Reeves he was believable to me as Superman when I was a kid, right? No, he was the guy. Yeah, he looked the part. Um, so but did you did were you your dad took you? Did your dad take you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was that was groundbreaking. Let me let me ask you this is because this is a white dude to a black dude question. Yeah. So your dad is taking you to go see Superman. Yeah. Because you're excited to go see Superman, right? Superman's the greatest American superhero, yeah. right? Well, in a, in a black family, what's that like when like your kids want you to go see this imaginary fake superhero white dude? Right. What, what, what's Does your dad like into Superman that not, way? Not, not at all. Cause, he's he's uh, not connected to it. No, way. not at all. Uh, and it's all we had. You know, we didn't, we didn't have choices. Right. You know, uh, so... It was either sulk or go enjoy this shit. So, so he went and took you. Yeah. But but there's no like big love affair with Superman at the house. No, nah, not for he he wanted to see it, but it was more for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know we know you know Superman is fictitious. You know Rocky's fictitious, but he's doing supposed to be doing real life shit that is fictitious. You know, white man don't knock out niggas like that. Uh, so yeah. So it's all right, but it's it's it just, yeah. it just doesn't. Yeah. You niggas took what we gave you. You asked no questions. Um, <laughs> so, but but at, at, but at home, but that's who you related to as a superhero. So your superheroes yeah, you, were white, white, white. Su- yeah, yeah. So when you saw a black superhero, which was uh, like Luke Cage, was that the no before him, Blade, Blade? Okay, yeah. Well, actually, the first black superhero nigga was uh, a tie between James Evans and. Shaft, okay. Sure. Shaft, we looked at as a hero, a superhero. No, when I said uh, Luke Cage, I mean from the actual comics. But you weren't into comic books, so you didn't get it from that. No, nah, I've never got been into comic books. Got no, but I got from, it from, I got from it. movies. Yeah, okay. from movies. And, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I was just curious. Seventies movie uh, that broke. Well, you know, he finally got his American due, but he was always a pimp in Hong Kong. Enter the Dragon. Dude. Yeah. That's the dude. One dude on CNN was like, "You could go into a black person's house, and in their basement, they have posters of, you know, Jesus and this person and that person, and Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was the first motherfucker that niggas looked at that wasn't a nigga and went, we want to be that.' Bruce Lee, that movie, 
I remember we went to the we went to the drive-in. Right. We saw it at the drive-in. That movie was, and my mom didn't want to go. Right. My mom she didn't like Asians. No, no, she just she didn't like karate movies. She didn't, oh, okay. think, she didn't think it made any sense. Right. She didn't say shit the whole time. She sat there and watched that movie with her mouth open. Really? Like just like, oh my god. Right. Like you know, and we all everybody we didn't say anything. Right. That movie was that movie was an experience, I, and I don't remember like the I can't remember like the lines from the movie at that time. Well, I do. They were psh, 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 yeah, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> right. But that movie, we we were in that movie. Yeah. Um. God, imagine imagine his life. What it would have been like had he stuck around. He was the template for fucking Jet Li. For every, Jackie Chan, everything that happened in America with uh, with martial uh, arts, fucking, uh, and he wasn't light. By no, the- that's what I'm saying. Like, like the, the I think the movie's called The Big Boss or something. Boss, he made he wasn't light. And again, folks, you got to see that movie. Um, shit, the the Bruce Lee bio, bio, the one they did with the, with the um, yeah, I know it's, it's something dragon. Yeah, something dragon. I love that fucking movie. So yeah, America wasn't giving him that love, and then he went to Hong Kong and got it, and that turned him into an international. Well, that turned him into a star in Hong Kong, and eventually uh, Hollywood went, "Oh shit, we gotta you know fuck with this dude." But then Enter the Dragon was his big American debut. Yeah, but then the Asian community didn't like him because he was teaching the uh, Kwai Lo. Yep, the Kwai Lo nigga, and that was supposed to be. You one time when I was on Twitter. with cultural appropriation some white folks kept doing cultural appropriation uh and I, well, a lot of the comments were black people going man white people just be stealing from black people and black people and i tweeted out see that's what happens when you teach the quite low <laughs> just to see who got that fucking reference um and one thing i love i forgot it i don't want to say what the fuck is the name of that movie something dragon but i love it because there's a moment where the dragon isn't it is it the dragon Dragon. It's, it might be called Dragon. Yeah, yeah. But there's a moment, and Holly Hunter plays his wife. And there's a moment where he's in Hong Kong, and he finally gets frustrated, and he says to her, you know, America, they sell you this dream that anyone can make it, and it's for everyone. Yeah, everyone who's white. And he gets so pissed off, and he goes, he starts imitating how white people imitate them in movies all oh, you know with the buck teeth and the slanty eyes and oh mr white you man mr Taliban, white man and he gets so mad he fucking karate chops and breaks the closet and i just love that moment because again what kills me um is how so many other minorities spanish dominicans i know black i know black asians Every minority wants white love and white acceptance so bad to validate them when it's like y'all shit on us black people because you want white acceptance so bad when they shit on y'all damn near as bad as they shit on us playing Native American Indians in movies, whitewashing, playing Asians in movies, you know, blackface to niggas. It's like. White love is so important to you motherfuckers. Is it love or is it the financial rewards that you get? Either or. I'm not going to big up one over the other. Either or. Like Asians will shit on niggas. Hispanics shit on niggas. Everybody shits on niggas that ain't niggas 
But y'all want the love and they shit on y'all too. I don't understand that. But I just love that moment because it was an Asian dude realizing what we've been realizing. Like, yeah. motherfucker, he had to go home. And even even one one dude came back and said, yo, Warner Brothers wants to do End of the Dragon. And the, the Hong Kong producer who he was working with says to him, he's begging Bruce don't go. And he goes, Bruce, I made you a star here. You're, you're the biggest thing here in Hong Kong. You want their love so bad. You want their acceptance so bad. Is our love and our acceptance not good enough for you? It was a great moment, man. It was a moment of fucking honesty. You know, it's like, even I've thought about at times, I go, dude, I feel like I I know I'm blackballed in this fucking game. Uh, What what if I moved to London and did movies in London and became a big London star? Because eventually, you become big enough to where they have to pay attention to you. Steve Martin once had a quote, be so big they can't ignore you. But then you just go... In my heart, in my blood, I'm an American. I don't want to go to fucking London. I don't want to make London movies and make London money. Now, you make enough of it, goddamn. But yeah. I'm American. I want American love. But, dude, there's something about America, the American love that you're talking about. It's bigger than that because even, okay, like in, in, in basketball, you can go play in Europe. You can make amazing amount of money in Europe. Right. And they take care of you. They 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 house you in beautiful homes. Yeah. They have chefs for you to cook for you. Yeah. They take they they take you to and from games. You are treated like a rock star. Right. But when the NBA calls, isn't, isn't it better? Isn't it better at all? I I don't know. I've never been in that situation. But when I right. I've had friends that played in Europe. Right. And they tell me how amazing it is. But every time they get a call from the NBA, listen. When I've gone to Europe and done stand-up, and again, my first tour, I was there for two weeks. I mean, I was in a new city every, every night. It was great. But then I want to come home. It just ain't America, nigga. Let's leave it there. I know this is only 40 minutes long, uh, but we got a show to get ready for. Uh, unless we're going to really leave, do at least 50 minutes. Because i that's all I got on my 70s list, dude. Because the rest of the movies I'm looking at going, never even heard of it. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Send us in movies that you want to question whether there is a scene. In I'm the gonna, 70s. In the 70s. I'm going to tell you it's a short list. Because uh, I've talked to him about this. And in movies that you want us to review, and we'll review them. Because uh, I'm trying to talk Aries into doing some movie reviews. No, dude, listen. I feel like I, I fucked up, and I got homework to do. I'm not even proud of the fact that I say, dude, I've never seen Serpico or Dog Day Afternoon, or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Dude, I don't know how you haven't seen that movie. And right. the story behind that movie. Right. The story behind that movie with, uh, 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 who, who was Michael? Uh, the, Director? No, he's, he was the producer of it. Uh, Michael Mann? No, 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 I, no. no. Who, who was the, the, the Streets of San Francisco? Uh, the guy who. I heard of that movie, but I never saw it. No, Michael no, Douglas. Michael Douglas, that's right. Michael Doug, Michael's dad. Kirk Douglas originally played the lead character that Jack Nicholson plays really? on stage, and I didn't uh, even know that was a play. Yeah, and then Michael Douglas bought the rights to it, right? So he's the producer to to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Kirk Douglas wants the role, but Kirk Douglas is too old now, mm. so his son won't give him the role. 
His son wouldn't? Michael Douglas wouldn't give Kirk Douglas the role because he's too old. Well, Gives God it to Jack damn. Nicholson. And that's the riff in the family. Really? Because of that movie. See, I so, did not know that. So there's a tidbit right there. Because we, <clears throat> we could talk some 70s shit, but let it, let us know the movies. Well, let, but before, okay, let's go out on one more. And, and I know we've both seen this. And it's a classic 70s movie. The Godfather. Dude, now that's my movie. I have that. I, and you look a little like Francis Ford Coppola, oh, yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, I, if, if I was to dye my beard, like and, and, Francis. And, and, and darken your glasses yeah, a little bit. bit. Yeah. Uh, I, have, I have the three-pack of that movie. Right. One and two has been open. You don't. You, you never uh, even watched three. I've never even seen. I've, I've seen it. I think three is over abused. People abuse that movie. It has great lines in it. It's not a great movie. You might be right. I just love Andy Garcia and that fucking movie. That moment when dude kills Rick Rick Aviles or whoever the comic is at the time who died of heroin. He was also in uh, Carlito's way. Hey, I ain't done counting yet. He was a big comedian back in the day. He used to be on Apollo. All the time. When he comes to kill Andy Garcia and Andy purposely sends the bitch he's fucking out as bait and he shoots dude in the neck through the hand and that moment when he says to uh, fucking, what's the guy's name? Joe Montagna played the villain, but uh, one time, to his face, one time, tell my uncle the truth. And then uh, Al goes, who? Temple like his father. And that connection to Sonny, that's Sonny's kid. Yeah. He's just like his dad. Kick your ass first, talk to you second. Michael, now they will fear you. Maybe they should fear you. Dude. Oh. The Godfathers in general, though, one and two. Both two 70s. did not do it for me like one. Two? Uh, people think two might be better than one. People say that. But I like I, one. I got bored after a minute and I two. got one. One's my favorite. And I, if there's a perfect movie, Godfather one is the perfect movie to me. Santino, never tell anyone outside the family what you're thinking. I have a soft spot to my kids. Sometimes they talk when they should listen. Mm. Dude. And they didn't even know who's going to be able to play the part. Marlon Brando. Yeah, because he was already having all those. He was already the weird Marlon Brando. And he came in stuff that there's gauze in it. Yeah. Dude. Had the bulldog jaw. Dude. Who? Here's, here's a pop quiz. Well, here's question for you kitties who do you think was the more interesting don the compelling you sucked you in you watched and i already feel like i already know the answer to this don corleone and don't say don corleone that's that white shit put the italian on it don corleone it's corleone or tony soprano the most well you got more tape on yeah i know but just you don't need a whole lot of Footage to know the dick is big, nigga. Dude, this the, the we're gonna talk. We're, let's let's leave off here right. and let's discuss the Godfather for the seventies and then what people give you. But this I could do an I could do an hour on the Godfather. Mm. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. One of the best. Mm. It's a couple things I don't like in the movie when he picks up the paper and he starts reading the page. Mm. Paper doesn't look like newsprint. Right. That that bothered me. You know what bothered me is the scene where. They're all at the family dinner, and uh, Connie, played by Tally Cher, Adrian, says something, and her abusive husband goes, hey, Connie, shut up. And Sonny, her brother, as he should, goes, don't you ever tell her to shut up. And this is old school. 
the mom goes, Santino, don't get involved. In other words, that's his wife. wife that's his family. You mind your business. Fuck that. Because I would have been like, yo, this nigga beat his pregnant wife with a belt. Remember that? Yeah. Santino was supposed to kill that nigga. Fuck family. Fuck the family. Fuck the rules, nigga. You beat my sister, I kill you. There was one kick in the in the scene too, uh, where he does beat him up. That didn't that you could tell he was holding back. That it was acting. Oh, nigga, there's the scene where he beats him up the first time and knocks him over the thing when the kids are all playing by the water hydrant. Yeah, that's what. Nigga, this punch misses so goddamn bad. Yeah, all that 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 because the movie's so good to me. And then right. there's that scene, right. and when he picks up the paper and it looks like regular paper and doesn't look like newsprint, I go, man, you made this perfect movie. You couldn't get those just these right. little fucking right. things right. right. <laughs> but they probably never thought they were going to make movies that you see the movie so well as you see it today. But the missing, the kicks, yeah. and the missing, oh, that the, was that, There's one punch that it just, it's not even in the realm of close, nigga. Um, All right, guys. We got to leave it there. We got to go to do a show. Yeah. Um, 70s, and then we'll also review the 2000s. Uh, love you, kitties. Daddy's got to go wash his nuts. We out. Pussy ass, nigga.